Okay. Good evening. We are tonight finishing Chapter 21 of Tanya. Yesterday we explained that creations of Kedusha are aware that their existence is Hashem, but they view themselves as pieces of Hashem that separated from Hashem, that have evolved or emanated, and now are their own existence, a piece of Hashem that separated from Him. And this, of course, is a mistake, because nothing's separate from Him. But why do they view it this way? And we said they view it this way because of the enormity of the symptom. Constriction, 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 until their perception of self, of Kedusha, could be of something separate from Hashem. And we said that was deliberate design for existence, for separate identity and existence to take place. What the Rebbe is emphasizing today as a final point of the parak is that all of these concealments are concealing for the benefit or reality of creation, but has no impact on the creator. They, in other words, view their existence as how in our world speech truly is. A person speaks and his words leave him. His words are part of him. His words are the stuff of him, but then they leave him. And that's exactly how Kedusha views its existence, which is not true, because nothing leaves Hashem. But they view it this way because of all of the myriad of constrictions. But for Hashem, those constrictions have no impact. As it says, to Hashem, darkness, i.e. constriction, and light, revelation, are exactly the same. The Pesach says, which means darkness will not darken for you. The Alter Rebbe's diuk here is, darkness will not darken, put a comma there, mi because the darkness is from you. Since you are darkness, the same way you are the light, you are the concealment, the same way you are the revelation, so it doesn't darken for you. So all of the constrictions can't affect him because he's the stuff of the constriction. If you can envision like, supposedly, the Mechitza glass in 770, which is one-way darkness. Supposedly, from the woman's side you look down and see, and from the men's side you look up and see darkness. So for the Abishter, it's as if he's looking on one side of the glass and he sees perfectly clearly. It's transparent. But from our end, we look up and it's all darkened. But the darkness doesn't darken for him because the darkness is him. As the Rebbe gives the example, like a type of snail, that we might think of it as a turtle, though Kamsa is not translated as a turtle. It has a few other tachin, but not turtle. But we would think of a turtle, that the shell of the turtle is the turtle. So if I'm looking at the outside and the turtle, the snail, is tucked into her shell, I don't see a turtle. I don't see a snail. I see a shell. But for the animal itself, that shell is part of the body of the animal. It's not a concealment of it. This is what's meant by Havayahu Elokim. From our perspective, there's two levels of Hashem's reality. Havaya, beyond nature, 
Elohim, within nature, constricted, concealed. From the Avishter's end, there's no differentiation. It's only for our end there's a differentiation. And that's why that's why for Hashem, all of creation is not impacting him at all. Now, last chapter, we gave this phrase as a key phrase in understanding why creation did not change Hashem. Meaning, creation has no impact. It's just a word. What's a word to self? So creation doesn't change Hashem. Now, after we finish an entire other chapter, not negating what we said before, but probing a little more deeply, everything is truly as nothing to him, meaning because everything is truly him. It's all truly him. All of the constrictions are meaningless to him. They're him. All of creation is an evolution of him. So since it's all him, it can't be changing him. It is him. And that is Kedusha's reality. In tomorrow, we discuss reality from the perspective of Klippa. Any questions on this chapter? Please unmute yourself, star six. Okay. We're at the to be continued tomorrow.